the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs, a local community faith program from 100.7. The Word. We're going down to the river, down to the river, down Hello, Colorado Springs and the whole Pikes Peak region. This is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and you're listening to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network from our studios in Colorado Springs, Colorado, on FM 100.7, The Word. So happy to have you joining us today. We're, we're going hyper-local. We're going to talk. I mean, this, this is like impossible, what we're talking about. We're going to talk about unifying the church. Okay, that is, is, that's enough, right? Like, if we could do that, that would just be amazing to unify the local church. But then... Using that to together go out and impact our local community in the civic arena. And I'm so happy to have here today Quinn Freiberg, who is the pastor of Family Worship Center in Pueblo and also the founder and director of Forging Pueblo. And they are successfully... This is amazing. I'm so happy to have him here. Successfully, not just talking about it, but successfully doing it down in Pueblo. So I really look forward to uh, to introducing you to Quinn uh, and talking about this and how he's doing it down in Pueblo, how we're going to bring it more and, and add to what we're already doing up here in the Colorado Springs area and really to spread it around the whole country and the world because unifying the church and making an impact I believe that's the gospel of the kingdom. I don't know. You can correct me on that, but I think it is. So before I do, I, I want to talk about an event that um, Salem did last week that was so awesome, which was our Pastor's Appreciation Dinner. It was an amazing, stellar event. We had like 375 people there, pastors, ministries, people working. It was an incredible event, great people, great program. Uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs um, gave gave an amazing uh, pastoral message. We had the uh, Flying W Wranglers there entertaining. It was just, by all accounts, wonderful. And if you missed it, you know, sorry about that. But pastors, we, we were inviting you to do that for a long time. But we're even now looking forward to next year. Uh, there were also a lot of a lot of uh, exhibitors and ministry tables that were wonderful. It was just it was just great. So thank you to everybody uh, who made it wonderful, including uh, the Flying W Ranch uh, and and Hannah, our our wonderful. Uh, uh, you know, promotions director, uh, putting it all together. I know Quinn was there and, uh, and had a great time there. And, and I'm going to say this, um, because it's directly involved in what we're doing right now. We're in the middle of the school board elections right now. November 7th is the final day to vote. But if you're anywhere in the Pikes Peak region, there are school board elections going on and we want you to register to vote. So go vote Colorado. Uh, dot com or dot gov. Go vote Colorado. Make sure that you're registered and get out there and vote because traditionally only five or 10 percent of the electorate votes in an off year school board election. So just think how important your vote is. And we're talking about our children. 
We're talking about our schools. We're talking about a ton of tax money, hundreds of millions of dollars that are spent on this. So who do you want in those seats? Well, you need to get informed and vote your values. And I'm also known not just as the watchman, but as the Church Voter Guides guy. And I invite you to go to Church Voter Guides, churchvoterguides.org. We uh, we sent surveys to the candidates. They answered. We published what they sent us, even with typos, if there were typos. We put it in there. You go. You read old school journalism. You go read. You figure it out. You vote. But uh, we'll talk about that a little later because – because school boards are so important. It's at the core of civic engagement. And thank you to all the candidates who are running. Um, whether or not I personally agree with you doesn't matter. <laughs> thank you for being in the guide. Thank you for running. Thank you for your love of our region. But uh, you, Mr. and Mr. Uh, Mrs. Electorate, get out there, register, vote, tell other people to vote also, and to get informed. So here we are, Quinn. Freiburg, I'll, I'll read you a little bit about Quinn. Quinn is a pastor, author, and teacher at Family Worship Center in Pueblo, Colorado. Quinn has been studying and teaching on the topic of apologetics and Christian worldview for the past 12 years and desires for Christians to be grounded in their faith and equipped to both live and share their faith with others. He's the founder and president of Forging Pueblo. That's what we're focusing on today, a parachurch organization with the mission of unifying churches in Pueblo to impact the community for Christ, Quinn Freiberg, welcome to Crosswalk. Hey, thank you for having me. Great to be with you. So, so we like to do this on Crosswalk. Walk is to get a little bit of your backstory to know who you are, and then for the rest of the program, we're going to be getting very practical, talking to people about how we can unify churches and have an impact for Christ in our local region. So, so tell us. How'd you get into ministry and how'd you, you know, decide to do the forbidden thing, which is civic engagement as yeah. a pastor? Yeah, I've certainly heard it's the forbidden <laughs> thing before. So I got into ministry about 14 years ago doing apologetics, which is the defense of the Christian faith. So my, my driving passion really, uh, when I started and still today is truth. I, I want the truth to reign. I want the truth to be known. And so getting into apologetics, teaching people uh, the reasons for why we believe what we believe, what the Bible says, how we can be confident about what the Bible says, uh, that's, that's really where it started. Um, and I, and I stayed in that realm. I'm still there, but I stayed in it kind of exclusively, uh, for about eight years. And then, uh, there was a group of us at our local church. Uh, there was actually two or three churches, uh, represented who thought that uh, we need to take the truth and we need to take the gospel and we need to take our our biblical worldview and we need to impact our community at at a greater scale. Uh, We need to be able to uh, design an organization that can take the gospel and take the message into the community in all the spheres of influence that we often talk about. And so Forging Pueblo uh, was kind of birthed out of that, out of a group of us who wanted to impact our community and take the truth to those in our community. Okay. And so how did you break through, you know, this, this, you know, you're not supposed to have religion and politics and all of these things. So how did you settle that within yourself? And then how do you explain that out to other people that this is actually kosher? We're supposed to be doing this. Yeah, I, I think for myself, um, 
I, I never really bought the idea that there was supposed to be some uh, large Sep- separation, separation right. of church and state, right? I, I never bought the idea that we're not supposed to be uh, involved in our community. Now, certainly, I'm aware that people have that opinion, mm-hmm. that there are people out there, uh, many of them right this moment, actually, who try to discourage any involvement, they say civic it's a involvement. Dis- they say it's a distraction to the gospel. Yeah, yeah, and and, yeah, and look, I don't think that getting people elected into school boards is the gospel in, in the sense of how people get saved, right? right. So, so I still preach the gospel of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, but uh, we are to take the truth and we are to impact our community, we're to impact society, we are to go and, and share the gospel in, in all of these different spheres and uh, seek to represent Christ to our world. And so in one sense, I understand civic involvement is not the gospel, but in another sense, a part of the gospel is going into the world. Part of it is going and and building the kingdom and letting people know that Jesus Christ is the Savior, that what the Bible says is true, and influencing these different realms of society, uh, all for the glory of God, for Him to be exalted and glorified. So um, we have about a minute left in this segment, you know, how is Pueblo different than Colorado Springs? Most, Ooh. a lot of the listeners, you know, <laughs> in 30 seconds. How, how is, how is it a little bit to, to, to set the stage for what we're going to talk about next? Describe the culture down in Pueblo. Uh, the culture down in Pueblo, um, I, I love Pueblo. I've chosen to stay in Pueblo. It's a very family friendly city. Uh, but when we deal with the culture as it would relate to this topic, I'll, I'll say this. There are a lot more people who would believe that church and state should separate in Pueblo than there probably are in Colorado Springs. Okay. So in some ways, good, you know, because of the family orientation, but also yeah. challenging because of the overall philosophies. Well, awesome. Thank you for that. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some basic issues in society that, that – um, you know, our challenges for the church and and how we can approach those. So when we come back um, on Crosswalk, we are again with Pastor Quinn Freeberg of Forging Colorado. You're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on the Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we're continuing to talk about unifying the local church and engaging society, which is another way of saying, I think, the gospel of the kingdom. So we really talk about that every week, but we're doing it very specifically, and we have founder and president of Forging Pueblo, Pastor Quinn Freiberg of Family Worship Center in Pueblo. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about, you know, the challenges. I don't like to really call them problems, but, you know, they, they are. They're problems that we have in society that the church is supposed to engage in and work to fix with, with the love of Christ and, and the truth of the, the eternal truth of the word. So, Quinn, welcome back uh, to Crosswalk. Um, our modern society needs an active gospel. Um, so how do you see the church either engaging or, or maybe not engaging society properly? What do, what do you see that, that, that we're sort of maybe, yeah. maybe our, own, our own worst enemy in some way? <laughs> yeah, I think the, the church is very good at times of uh, shepherding their people, uh, of taking care of their congregation, 
Uh, but something that certainly has been a challenge is getting churches uh, to then go out into their community and go out into society and impact our culture with a biblical worldview in all of these different areas. And what's more than just preaching salvation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is important, right? right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but there, there is more that we can be doing right. in our in our communities. And so it's getting churches to step out, uh, but not step out alone, uh, because in order to make the type of influence and changes that we're talking about, that's going to take churches working together. And that's a difficult thing. (laughs) Unfortunately, right? right? Uh, The unity of the faith isn't so unified. (laughs) Yeah, and I and and I think you know there are a lot of reasons that I've heard um, over over the years of why it's difficult for churches to work together. Uh, I think some communities uh, do it better than others. Uh, I think there's more of a natural uh, allowance for that in some communities. But typically, what you get is uh, churches are afraid that people might start going to a different church, or this is our flock here. And, and I'm fully supportive of local churches, right? right? There's a pastor, he is to shepherd his flock, uh, but then we need to be able to join in as brothers and sisters in Christ on a larger scale and impact our community together. So so the body of Messiah. So so um, what do you do, and, and this is something that pastors have to talk about each other with, yeah. right? Like, I mean, lay people basically can't even get in on this conversation. What do you say to a pastor who is how shall I say this, being a little extra possessive of of his flock. Yeah, and and to be fair, you know, there are some who don't do that, but for someone who is, I think we need to get the bigger picture, uh, the bigger picture of the, the kingdom of God, the bigger picture of uh, we, we're all on the same team here, right? There, this should not be a I competition. Like we work for the same right? company, right? We work right? for the, the same guy, okay? <laughs> we're, we're all, you know, as pastors, we're, pastors were under shepherds of, of the master, right. right? Jesus Christ is the master. He is the shepherd, and, and we all work for him. And, and so while it's appropriate for a pastor to focus on their congregation, uh, it, we shouldn't see this as a competition, uh, we shouldn't see this as one church trying to outdo another church. If we're truly preaching the, the gospel of Jesus Christ and we believe his word, we should be unified like he prayed in John 17, right? That we might be one, that we might be unified in accomplishing the mission that he's given us. Okay, so what are some of the things that you've done, you know, that you see um, out there as a solution that, that people could do wherever they are, whether they're lay people or pastors, to move toward unity? How do we, how do we move in this direction? Yeah, I think what has happened, and, it, and it's actually been helpful, a, a lot of people look at our world uh, right now, which uh, is, is uh, not going the way maybe that we would want it to, right? A lot of people look at our world and they think this is terrible. And in one sense, it is terrible. You look at what's happening like abortion, right? We've, we've killed 70 million babies inside the womb, roughly, in America. You, you yeah. look at what's going on with like trans ideology and, and parents having their children taken from them because they're not going to embrace uh, a, a delusion mm-hmm. that they really need help for, right? Yeah. 
they, they don't want to mutilate their child uh, because of this ideology that's become so dominant. I, I actually think the extremes that have come into society lately have helped pastors understand it's time to do something. Uh, it, it's time to move. And so what I would do is just say, look what's happening Look where we're at in our world. So down in Pueblo, uh, we had an abortion facility open up. Uh, We had an abortion facility for a while, and then it shut down in 2015, if memory serves. And so we went seven years without any abortion facility. And then uh, a very famous late-term abortionist uh, decided to come open an abortion facility and and it kind of like sparked the churches, at least the churches who care about Scripture, we need to do something, Right, we we need to rally. We we can't let this go with at least uh, without us at least trying. Mm-hmm. And, and so the churches gathered together. We worked with counselors uh, to try to get an ordinance passed. But but those types of issues that we know it, this is a black and white, right and wrong, and we see how our culture is going astray. Really work, I think, to motivate pastors that we need to work together to do something about this. The, the polarization, I think, has helped church unity. Well, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. Absolutely. This seems to be the way, uh, historically, that God wakes up a sleeping culture That's right. here. So what, do you, what are ways um, that you believe we can, if someone's out there and they want to go to their pastor, and we know some pastors are more, let's say, politically, I don't like the word political, government, active, civically engaged than others. But what are good ways to approach a pastor to say, you know, to to say this? Because I know they have a lot on their plate. It's very often it's just overwhelm. If someone comes to you with an idea for civic engagement, well, what's a good way to approach a pastor? Yeah, I, I think the first thing you need to understand, like you mentioned, pastors are busy, which means if you are passionate about something happening, you need to be ready to be part of that solution, right? You need to be willing to be part of this taking place. Uh, because if you go to the pastor and you say, look at everything going on in our culture, most of them are aware already. If you say, I think you should do something about it, I mean, they probably agree, but they don't have time. They're right. shepherding their flock. But if you say... I'm willing to do something about this, and here are a few ideas, right? I'm willing to take some practical steps for people in our church to be able to fight back, to stand for truth, to impact our culture. You have to find the hands and feet for this to go anywhere. Uh, unless your pastor is uh, not you know, following Scripture and just doesn't care about abortion or trans ideology, uh, which is not the pastors we're typically talking about. They care, uh, but we have to present them with hands and feet and a solution for how the church can get involved to address the issue. Okay, and we have about a minute left. Pastor to pastor, how do you approach pastors on these subjects? How do you open up the conversation to really bring the churches together for the long term? Yeah, I I also tell them I'm not looking necessarily for them to be directly involved in every aspect. Uh, I tend to try to look for associate pastors or other staff who could be the point person. Uh, A lot of it comes down to they have a full plate. And, And so what I do is I paint the picture yet again where our culture's at. And the only way we're going to make any tangible difference is if we as churches work together. And so if we can find people in churches who are willing to work together and form a plan in a community to impact it for for Christ, 
if we can paint that big picture and say this is possible, uh, I find that a lot of them are, are willing to go in that direction. Excellent. Well, when we come back and continue this conversation with uh, Pastor Freiberg of Forging Pueblo, we're going to be talking about practical ways that they have actually implemented this down in Pueblo. Yes, there is a city to the south of us called Pueblo, and they've had success. So we're not talking theory. We're going to talk real things that are working in our state when we return on Crosswalk on 100.7 FM. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back with founder and president of Forging Pueblo, Pastor Quinn Freiberg. Stick around. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM, The Word. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, uh, and we are continuing our conversation about unifying the church and civic engagement, actually total engagement of the gospel in your area with the founder and president of Forging Colorado, Pastor Quinn Freiberg of the Family Worship Center. And and I want to mention, because it, it is somewhat of a local story, is... Uh, President Trump uh, is in Denver on trial uh, for seeing whether he can get on the ballot here as president. Uh, And um, it's really a mess. I mean, politically, you know, trying to keep a front runner off the ballot or anyone off the ballot. uh, This is, you know, seemingly a very spurious claim using the 14th Amendment of insurrection and all of these other things. This is a local story at this point because this is the first state that this is happening and there are others that are trying to keep them off the ballot. But even with that going on, it's so important to focus on local. We have to focus because that's really where we can make an impact in the school boards, in in the city council. Those are places, and, and I have to tell you, overall, that impacts our life more than anything else. And so Quinn is up here from Pueblo, where you're having school board, mayor, and city council That's elections right. going on right now. So talk about that a little bit. What's, what's, what's it like down there? Are people getting engaged? Uh, y- yes, uh, on both sides, we'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, it's a very uh, lively election. Uh, there is more money going into this election than there has been in past elections, uh, because in many ways there are two sides, and that's something that hasn't historically been the case for these local elections. Uh, a lot of the times um, some people would go uncontested or people didn't really know the ideology of the people who are running. Uh, so this is something kind of new in Pueblo, uh, trying to push back against kind of the uh, secular woke uh, ideology and push for candidates who are uh, biblically minded. Okay, but so people are more awake, not woke. Well, some are woke, <laughs> some are awake, yeah. uh, and down in Pueblo. So in this segment, we're, again, talking about, I love this because I, I go to meetings upon meetings. You know, there's a phrase, we're going to keep having meetings until we figure out why we're not getting anything done around here, right? So there have been so many great, patriotic, action-oriented meetings that people have been having, especially since covid in this area, and then it just seems like the needle doesn't move. It just doesn't move. And when I I met uh, Pastor Freiberg actually up at the Truth and Liberty uh, conference a, a couple of months ago, he was. I went up to him afterwards after he talked, and I said, "You're you're you're actually doing this. <laughs> it's actually 
working? Okay, we got to talk. So we're going to talk. So I, I want you to spend this segment talking about some things that you're actually doing, not theoretical, that you're actually doing down in Pueblo to move the needle with the church and engagement with the culture. All right. Go. Oh, yeah. Um, so the the first thing that you have to do is you have to organize churches, right? And so uh, we actually had a meeting, myself and, and two others who ended up being founding members of Forging Pueblo. Uh, we had a meeting in the summer of 2018. Uh, we sat down one summer. Uh, one of these individuals was a councilman at that time. The other one, a lot of experience in government, a councilman, but in a different uh, city uh, before he moved to Pueblo. And uh, we had the same kind of dilemma, right? We sit here and we talk about doing something. We talk about impacting our community, but how, right? What, what's the practical steps that we take in order to do that? And, and so what, what has happened is uh, we just started developing ideas and uh, some of them worked and some of them did not work. I mean, we're learning as we go. This is something that's uh, about five years old. Uh, so Forging Pueblo is a parachurch cultural impact network. That's the idea that we want to take churches, unify them together to impact our community. Uh, so what you need to do is you need to organize churches. And what I suggest is simply have a meal. Pastors typically respond to free food. <laughs> all right. Uh, invite a pastor, invite an associate pastor. If the senior pastor can't make mm-hmm. it, just invite some leader in, in the church. Right. So invite leaders in, in, a, in a group of churches that, you know, have a biblical worldview. Right. So you do want to make sure these are churches uh, who are not woke. They, they believe what the Bible says. The Bible is their authority authority. You want to have a breakfast and you want to just present the idea, what if we coordinated and worked together to accomplish X, Y, Z? Start there. What are some practical things you can do? One of the practical things that I think can be done in communities is identifying or recruiting people for school board, for example. Uh, So you can Tell the pastors at a meeting, we ended up doing monthly meetings is how we do this. Uh, we, we sit down, and, and you could do this in, in your city. You sit down and you say, all right, who has someone in your church who would be a good school board candidate? And, and, and then you just make a list of potentials, and, and then you talk to them, and you get someone with experience in government to talk with them and see, are they up for the task? And just start recruiting people. People who have a biblical worldview, people who are going to stand up against this uh, trans ideology down in Pueblo in our school district. Uh, the school district policy says that they can actually hide the transitioning of a child from their parent. And, and most people are not a fan of that, but most people also don't know that's the school mm-hmm. board policy. And so recruit people, reach out to those who are running as a church community and interview them, right? You do voter guides and, mm-hmm. and voter guides are very helpful. Uh, I've used your voter guides before. Uh, so, so get people interviewed who are running to determine, is this a good candidate that we want for school board? Uh, and then identify your strengths and your weaknesses, Uh, Every group of people will have strengths and you'll have weaknesses. So, for example, uh, when we first got this group together, our strength was government. Uh, Our strength was we had some business leaders, right? We could maybe try to coordinate Christian businesses as well to make an impact. So you're looking into who shows up and what they bring to the table. What they bring to the table. 
Um, and then play off your strengths. That's that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned uh, is play off your strengths. If you have someone who is uh, very passionate and motivated uh, to recruit and interview and work with school board candidates, then go in that direction as one of your tasks. If you have nobody with that passion, wait until you find that person uh, because it won't go anywhere. Uh, in, in order to be successful, you need someone who is passionate to lead that endeavor. And, and as you gather churches together and leaders in churches together, uh, you will start to identify people who have passions uh, to lead and to impact our community and our culture in different ways. And many of them will have a passion for civic involvement, will have a passion for government, uh, because that seems to be something that everybody's eyes are opened since COVID, that we probably should get involved uh, if we have a problem that our county health department shut down churches and didn't want us to be open when the liquor store could be open, then maybe we need to get involved in who's leading our county. Maybe we need to get involved in who our local leadership is, because as you said, they will make far more decisions that impact us daily than the federal level will. So uh, we have about a minute left on this segment. What, what are ways that you get people who are passionate <laughs> And somewhat leaders to to play nice with each other and work together and 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 really collaborate. Yeah, you got to have a common vision. Uh, you have to have a, a common goal. Uh, if you see each other as competitors, it's not going to work. So you need the people who understand we are all the body of Christ. We are all on the same mission. We all want to reach the same destination. And it's just a matter of who has passions in what area to advance the kingdom and to impact our culture in that sphere. Uh, you want to be able to work together. If you have a divisive individual, don't work with them. I, I don't know how else to say it. You, you have to be unified. That's Christ's prayer in John 17, right, right. that they be one, that we be unified as a body of Christ. Amen. Well, we're, we're talking about unifying the church and impacting the culture, which really is the heart of the gospel. And we're here uh, on Crosswalk with Pastor Freiburg of Forging Pueblo. And when we come back, really stick around for this because we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of this organization. It's really fascinating, all the parts and the way that they've put it together to function and have an impact. So if you're interested in this at all, stick around because this is really the meat and potatoes that we're getting into next on Crosswalk. We're talking about unifying the church and making uh, making an impact. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. In our final segment, we're going to get super practical about unifying the church and having a real impact in your home city, in your home county. We're here with Pastor Quinn Freiberg of the Family Worship Center. He is the founder and president of Forging Pueblo. And so in this segment, and I, and I heard him give a presentation on this up at the Truth and Liberty um, uh, conference just a couple of months ago about the organization itself, and I really found it fascinating. I think you will too. So tell us about, you know, a little bit about the origins of, of this, how you put this together. We touched on that a little bit, but then let's get into, you know, how you structured things so it's actually working. Yep. 
Yeah, so for the origins of the uh, organization Forging Pueblo, uh, it started with a couple of us just having that conversation, and then we decided uh, we need a team. We, we need a larger team so that we have a larger pull of influence in our community. Uh, and I think that's something that's actually worth saying right off the bat. Uh, you need to define your community. You need to know what you're trying to influence. And, and so for me, it's Pueblo County is what I count as our community. Um, there, there are many people, if you're listening, uh, in Denver who that's too big of an area to try to take at one time. But maybe if you try to take Monument or Castle Rock, do you get what I'm saying? So you need a defined area, uh, I think, for this to work. You then find a core team. Uh, what you're looking for in the core team is a group of people like we found who represent multiple churches and have a lot of uh, uh, pull in the community. Let me put it that A lot in of influence. influence in the community. Well-respected individuals who, when they invite a pastor, an associate pastor, to a dinner, they're going to come because they respect this individual. And so what we did is we, we built that core team. Uh, we then invited to a dinner uh, about 12 churches, pastors from about 12 churches and leaders, and we just presented the idea, what if we started coordinating and working together in order to impact our community? Uh, everybody who was at that meeting bought in. Everybody who was at that meeting, and, and I think this is part of what's key, is they trusted the people who were behind mm -hmm. this, and so you you'd really need to pay attention to that. They trusted the people behind the organization, knew who was leading this, and said, I'm comfortable being associated with what you're doing. And, and our church, whether it be the senior associate pastor, having a, a connection and being involved actively in what we're doing. And so after that, it, it was a series of, well, it was COVID, actually. COVID hit right after. So that did kind of delay and mess things up as we were trying to develop this. Uh, but then once we kind of exited the heavy lockdown scenario of COVID, we started to think, what structure do we have for this, right? We have a nonprofit. It's not a 501c3, but it's a nonprofit corporation with Colorado. That's the central organization, Forging Pueblo. Uh, we pay taxes because it's just much easier to pay taxes and not deal with the, you know, hundreds of people who are saying, ah, you're taking advantage of not being taxed to do politics. So we, we're not 501c3. We pay our taxes. What we landed on really for a structure is, each of the major spheres of society, which I'm sure you've talked about uh, before on the radio, like the seven mountains, mm -hmm. right? Each of those areas, we ended up forming a team. And I shouldn't say each. There are still some we're developing. But the ones that we're active in, we formed a team behind that mountain. So it started with the religion or church mountain. We pulled the pastors together. We have a monthly meeting with church leaders, a strategic meeting where we're talking about what programs, events can we coordinate together in order to impact our community. We then pulled together a group of business leaders. Uh, we have a great leader behind that. She is uh, on fire. She is passionate. They have a group of eight business leaders in Pueblo that are influencing business. This is something we started in the summer. Uh, so they have projects they're working on, whether it be an event or a program, a sustained program, uh, to impact our community. We have education. We have a board. It's Forging Education. It's a separate nonprofit, actually. Uh, we opened an elementary school this year. We have 46 people in an elementary school 
uh, with forging education. Our, our hope is that churches would open their doors a lot more for private education from a biblical worldview inside these churches. Uh, but each of these teams, the business team, the education team, the church team, uh, we're, we're about to launch our family sphere team, our media team. They meet once a month in a strategic meeting in order to determine how can they impact our community together. Okay. And tell us about some of the successes. What are you most proud of that you've achieved oh. so far down in Pueblo? <clears throat> what are we most proud of? Um you know, there, it's been several years. I think some of the more recent things uh, that we're excited about, uh, we recruited uh, candidates and supported candidates for the Pueblo West Metropolitan Board Race, which was in May at the same time uh, the Springs Mayor Race and so mm-hmm. forth was going on. Uh, both of those candidates won the election and, and got on the Metro Board. Um, I, I'm not saying it's only because of our organization, right? They they did a lot of work themselves. No, a, there's a real ecosystem. You but, can't, you know, yeah. in, in the governmental realm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was exciting. Uh, I think the school is really exciting to have 46 kids in a private setting, biblical worldview. I think the mere fact uh, that we've either recruited or identified people running for everything that's going on right now win or lose, the fact that people are stepping up and are willing to try and are willing to be involved and that the Christian community is rallying for change, I think that alone is a success. We'll see on November 7th what happens, uh, but when we look at just what's going on, uh, I think it's exciting that uh, we are even in the situation we are in right now where there is a large group of candidates who want change. Um and it's a hard sell in Pueblo. Pueblo, <laughs> Pueblo politically is a, of a different ideology historically than what most of our candidates would hold to, right? And, and so it's an uphill fight in Pueblo. But we're starting at nothing. We're, we're starting at zero. And, and so if, if we lose everything, we're where we've been. If we win everything, <laughs> it's a massive change where, where truth and, and a biblical worldview will come in and, and will be able to do good. Uh, this isn't about taking over. This is about go in and do good, do justice, and stand for what is right and true. Amen. So we have about a minute left. How can people engage with Forging Pueblo? What are ways that, that people who want to get involved come alongside? Because success is great. People love yeah. to join a winning team. So I recommend Forging Pueblo to you. How can people get involved? Yeah, if you want to check out what we're doing politically right now, you can go to forgingthefuture.org. If you want to follow kind of regularly what's going on, I would suggest uh, social media, actually. Uh, We use that quite a bit. Uh, So you can just search Facebook. Uh, You could search Forging Pueblo. Uh, We have a page on there, a very active page where we post what's happening uh, we would love if you live down in Pueblo, we'd love to have you get involved. If you live somewhere else and you want to do this in your community, uh, we'd love to come alongside of you. They're working uh, on and, materials yeah, to I export mean, this. Give yeah. some advice. Look, this isn't a perfect model, right? This isn't perfection, but it's something. Uh, it's something that, that is working that right now. Something it's, that's working. It's <laughs> working. And so uh, you can take this model, you can tweak it if you want, but we hope that we can uh, equip and work with people wherever they're at. Wonderful. Well, again, the website is forgingthefuture.org, forgingthefuture.org, and you've been spending this hour with Pastor Quinn Freiberg of the Family Worship Center in Pueblo, and we've been talking about forging Pueblo. 
Well, thank you so much, Pastor Freiberg, for being on Crosswalk with us hey, today. thank you for having me. Uh, it's been excellent. Well, before we finish up, because there are elections going on in the Pikes Peak area, as we know, mayoral and, and school board and city council down in Pueblo, we haven't gotten down there yet. I'm going to talk to you about bringing church voter guides down there because it's really grassroots. But right now online, churchvoterguides.org, if you're in the Pikes Peak area, we did all the school board elections in the in Pikes Peak in, in El Paso County and also Teller County to go there. And also transformcolorado.org is the voter guide that is out of the Truth and Liberty Coalition. So transformcolorado.org. And churchvoterguys.org, make sure to register, make sure to vote by November 7th. Well, this has been Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. You can catch all of our podcasts on the wordfm1007.com, including a bunch I've done on Israel. So please check those. Now get out there, my brothers and sisters. Be an awesome witness for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. 100.7, The Word. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.